Where were you when the world stopped turning on that September day? Alan Jackson woke up at 4 a.m. on a Sunday in late October 2001, six weeks after the attacks on America. He had this melody, chorus, and opening lines running through his head. Alan has told me that he got up, scribbled everything down so he wouldn't forget it. The next day, he started to massage and assemble everything together, the melody, chorus, opening lines, and the visuals that consumed his crippled spirit, just like the visuals of 9-11 crippled yours and mine. Twelve hours later, a song was born, a lyrical embrace for our bruised and battered, crushed and cast-down, heartbroken nation. Twenty years ago, on a beautiful September morning, Americans had not yet considered their answer to a simple and yet very complex question. Where were you when the world stopped turning? By 1026, with the collapse of the second tower, everyone had an answer. That wasn't the only question we had, though. There were others, and in Alan Jackson's song, he's speaking for all of us when he asks, Did you weep for the children? Did you rejoice for the people who walked from the rubble? Did you shout out in anger? Speak with a stranger? What were you doing? Who were you with? How did you react? Where were you when the world stopped turning? For weeks afterwards, as we contemplated the smoking pile, as it was called in Manhattan, we started to learn the answer to some of the questions. Answers like almost 3,000 people killed, 19 terrorists, four planes. We learned the names of heroes at the Pentagon and on that Pennsylvania field. We also learned 9-11 was the deadliest terrorist attack in American history. As the workers untangled the debris, the American people went through a process of untangling the answers to challenging questions about who we had become as a nation. We had lost a little bit of our innocence, but what we discovered is that we were still capable of being an undivided nation. We were capable of shedding our biases. We were capable of giving a stranger the benefit of the doubt. We were capable of reengaging in our communities. As Americans first, there was little we were not capable of. I believe that we are still capable of all of those things, even if at times some of that unity has diminished or those biases have crept back in. I know that you believe we are still capable of so much as a united country. And I believe you know how. Just one week after writing Where Were You When the World Stopped Turning, Alan Jackson debuted the song during the Country Music Association Awards. Alan sang it seated on a stool with an orchestra behind him. Wearing his signature cowboy hat and an embroidered patchwork western shirt with a turned-down collar and snap buttons, Alan cradled a guitar. But with song, he also cradled America's very fragile spirit. Where were you when the world stopped turning that September day? Out in the yard, your wife and children working on some stage in L.A. Did you Alan Jackson provides an answer 
to our questions and a path forward that still serves as a roadmap today. He paraphrases Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 13, verse 13. Faith, hope, and love are some good things he gave us, and the greatest is love. Faith, hope, and love. These are the tools with which we are equipped to get the world turning again. On 9-11, 343 fire, police and first responders ran in and didn't make it back out. While I didn't know any of them, it felt like I knew all of them. This morning, we salute the members of our public safety community, the fire, police, and first responders who serve our communities here in North Fulton County. Of all the sacrifices we acknowledge, let us never forget the selflessness reflected in the oaths taken by our firefighters and our police officers, willingness to help those in need and the courage to perform the job's duties. I will never betray my badge, my integrity, my character, or the public trust. Where were you when the world stopped turning? It's a question that today is 20 years old. I have a new question for you. As we mark this solemn anniversary, how have you spent the time since it started turning again? Remarks that I will make Saturday if we remember 9-11 Memorial here in the city of Alpharetta. Hi, Donna. Hi. 20 years ago this Saturday. Doesn't seem like it, does it? 9-11. Makes me feel old. Just this week in New York, I think it was Wednesday, they were able to identify the remains of two more of those killed 20 years ago. Can you imagine those people finally getting some kind of closure? The 1,646th and 1,647th people to be identified from the remains recovered at the World Trade Center since uh, th- these two were the first since October 2019 when they were able to identify more victims. President Biden says that he and the First Lady will travel to all three sites of the 9-11 attacks, New York City, Shanksville, Pennsylvania, and the Pentagon in Arlington to honor and memorialize the lives lost 20 years ago this Saturday. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. I'm Preston Thompson. I'm the producer of the My Second Act podcast, a University of Alabama graduate and the show's resident millennial. PT has worked on it on nine political campaigns in his career, but asking him about his win record is a bit of a touchy subject, so mm-hmm. I wouldn't do that. How are you old enough to have worked on nine campaigns? If they only come around every two, four years, that would make 36 years or 18 years? Well, they come around every one year. Okay. You count and are you council, working on multiple campaigns? At the same time. Okay, got it. Mm-hmm. So I'm about... 20 years older in my brain than I than I Yeah, because be. he would I'm have tired. like started working as like a child prodigy at yeah. like the age of five. That's not true. I'm really yeah. just exhausted. <laughs> it's, it's more I'm just super tired. Love it. Okay. Well, my name's Donna and I'm Caddy's wife. I know there's a lot of women out there who feel me on this because I have talked to a couple of women just in casual conversation. You think this is the oddest thing and the kids do too. I clean for the cleaners. Crazy. <laughs> Did your mom do that, Preston? 
Yes, I, I specifically remember. Hey, make sure everything's put away. So the, the, clean, so the cleaners are coming. Cleaners so the cleaner yeah. can get through. Yeah, and she would vacuum my room too. Donna I vacuums do that. the night before the cleaners come. <laughs> it, it is something about, I guess, not wanting other people to see your house dirty. There's I, some of that, and let me say this in advance. Like, I know when I say cleaners, like that can be a triggering thing for people because. Um, listen, money's tight right now for a lot of people, including us. And I want to say that, um, this is really important to me. This particular family that has been working with us, um, it's a husband and wife. They have three awesome kids. They just have a brand new grandbaby. They're almost like part of our family and they have cleaned for us and worked with us for a very long time. They only come, um, twice a month, which is a complete luxury and I get it. Um, but it was really important to me during COVID. They actually called me and said, um, we don't have to come because, you know, we know things are going on and money's probably tighter and everything. And so I dropped down to once a month. Um, but it was really important because they rely. I've They also work. I've connected them with some other people in the neighborhood. This is their job just like this is our job. And they relied on families, you know, to, to do that. I said to you the other day, you know, they have put three amazing kids through college. They're just, they're just two of the nicest people. You know, they will do anything for us. They've, they've gone and saved a dog before. They've, you know, they brought packages into our house. They've been there when we haven't been there. They're just amazing people. And so I didn't want that to get lost in this because I think that's really important. I, through all of this stuff with COVID, I realized that there are people who rely on other people. And, you know, even sometimes like landscaping and stuff, things that you have to let go of or things like that, those people, it, it affects them down the line. So at any rate, that said, well, they're I, also very reliable. They're amazing. You know? And they're gr- just great at their jobs and they love their jobs. They love their jobs. Um, but I do clean before they come. Yeah. And it drives me crazy because my point to this is, and I've talked to a lot of it's usually women about this, like their job, I tell the kids, is not to pick up your towels and your dirty underwear and stuff. It's just to clean, you know, help clean a little bit. And basically that's to take the onus off me because I don't want to clean everybody's toilets. I, I did it. There was a period of time when I was home and I wasn't working and I'm like, I'm going to take this on. And it was like, this is the honest to God truth. And not because we live in some humongous mansion or something. By the time I got the downstairs cleaned, right. I was so exhausted. I'm like, okay, I'll do the upstairs another day. And then the downstairs would get dirty. dirty again. It was just like this never ending trap. And my thing is like when I go up and I say to the girls, like, cause Will's not living in the house, our 22 year old and doesn't live there anymore. And honestly, he was the cleanest of the three. Olivia, it's like unbelievable. Her room. And Charlotte. But I'm like, the trash cans are overflowing. And you're like, that's where all the soda cans are. And then, like we've talked about before, the spoons and the plates and the hot meals and the cafeteria. And I'm just like, you can't do this, guys. You cannot do this. You have to, like, at least pick up before they come. I send our daughters a text the night before or the afternoon before. And I say, listen, cleaners are coming tomorrow. Let's pick up in our rooms so that mom doesn't have to come home and and tell you to do that. The cleaners are coming. The cleaners are coming. Yeah. So. Anyway, but I know it's not just me. So if we have pop peeps listening, I want you to ju- justify that I'm normal. Prior to this husband and wife team. Oh, yes. We had Irene. Lovely lady, Irene. As a, a house cleaner, right? Mm-hmm. Irene, we're going to tell the story? Part of it. Irene cleaned for us at two houses at the same time. Now, you're mm-hmm. thinking, wait yeah. a minute, Cadillac, Donna. Why would you have two homes? Pick it up, Donna, from there. Oh, great. Well, I'm so, just going to sit back and let this yeah. hit. So I was getting a divorce and I, 
Irene was the person who cleaned my old house. Yeah. And then, but the, Go ahead. Uh, yeah, Go the ahead. <laughs> oh, anyway, <laughs> we were separated and the divorce was taking forever. Okay, right. And so she was still cleaning there. But then, I mean, honestly, like for a year and I'm like, I got to find a house cleaner because we were in between two houses and she started cleaning the new house. But the funniest part of it was my ex refused to take down pictures of ourselves. Like, a year and a half later. And so when she would come to the new house to clean, which we were now living in the new house, obviously. About two miles away. Yeah. She would be like, just want to let you know that your old pictures are still up. Like I'm cleaning pictures of you at your old house and I'm cleaning pictures of you at your new house. It was so weird and with awkward. With your living boyfriend at the new house no, and with your ex-husband. No, no, And yes, we were exes. I, I we had divorced. I, but Irene would occasionally <laughs> see me at both houses. Okay, no, she wouldn't. Oh, my God. And it really threw for a loop. Okay. <laughs> you know it's true. No, it's not. You know it's true, No, Donna. it's not. Okay. Why do you want to stir okay. up a pot? I'm stir the pot. I mean, she just looked at me with just really perplexed. You know? <laughs> Didn't I just see you three days ago? Off of Bywater Trail. Okay. In the Chattahoochee. Please stop. Now I'm over here. At you, Bywater Trail. You're yeah, everywhere. Okay. Okay. Who, who are you? Yeah, who are you? Any, Irene. Anywho. It was messy. Get it? Yes. With the house cleaner? Yeah. Okay. Downsizing my camera roll has become an emotional shit show. I mean, I walked out into the garage the other night and you're out there just crying. I, Donna, that's not entirely true. Yeah, you were. You were crying. I have never cataloged. I've never tagged. I have never um, uh, put together photographs in any album. So I had 14,000 photographs, just random pictures, Donna, on my camera roll on my iPhone. Not organized in no any No rhyme or reason anyway. So you'd have to scroll 15 years sometimes to look for a particular photograph. Four. Do you have like Shutterfly, like with years? I don't and know stuff? what that okay. is. Okay. 14,000 of them. So I've been meaning to do this forever, to go through my 14,000 pictures and create some photo albums and label them so I, you know, I, I can find photographs easier. Probably 15 or more year pictures here, all right? I will tell you that I do have a, a sense of accomplishment. Yes. This has been going on for about two weeks now, and I have many more pictures to go. I'm nowhere done yet. I think we should give a PSA, though, because what you and I discovered during this process, because I have been building folders for a long time, but I um, it just I get on it because, like you said, it's, it's a really exhausting project. You get on it and then you get back because you're like, did I move that one? Did I do that? It's really important to know that if you have an iPhone, once you move it to the folder, you can't delete it. People don't understand that. Because it removes it, it deletes it from the camera from everything. and from the album. And then right? you're like, wait, I just put that picture in the album. Because basically, the way it works is your photos on iPhone are all your photos. The, what you're doing over here with your folders is just a way to categorize. Like a side project. Exactly, the so photos. you can never remove the photograph from your camera roll, even though you've moved it to a photo album. Correct. I'm Unless you have that. another service like Shutterfly or the I, cloud I or, you know, whatever. Yeah. But you wouldn't have your folders because if you remove it, it removes it from the folder. Yeah. I found two photographs of my granny. Oh, my dad's mother, the most influential person in my entire life. I did not remember. I didn't think I had any photographs of me and granny. That one really, that was, that was that hurt, not hurt, but it was just a, just a memory. It was. It was. Uh, found a lot of photographs of my dad, myself, and my son, Will, together. We are all William Choates. So my dad is senior, I'm junior, and our son, Will, is the third. Correct. So I, I have those in a photo album. 
some other album titles that I've created. There's a kids and Donna photo album. Like me with them. Sort of. Yes. Okay. It's a work in project. Uh, okay. Progress. Do I have my own folder? I, we're getting there. Okay. Uh, there's a Richie and Canine Raider. Okay. Okay. Well, Donna, in, 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 in your photo album right now, there are 18 pictures. In Richie and Canine Raiders, there are 207. Okay. That says something. I don't something. know what that says, but it's true. I have hundreds of photographs of that little black dog. Album, uh, photo album is uh, Players on the Pod. Okay. Okay. And that's pictures, you know, if I ever need pictures of PT or Carl or. Okay. Uh, Okay, what? like not compromising photos of them. Just I, I have no compromising photos <laughs> oh of God. PT or Don't Carl you love how I pull you into this madness? Happen. You the, choose the most ridiculous <laughs> moments to bring me into the show. Roscoe has about 1,300 pictures in his album. 1,300 pictures yeah. of Roscoe. How yeah. many pictures do you have of me so far? 18. Oh, my God. I have another Pets album that I have. It's for Ming, the Siamese cat, and Fudge, the black cat, and that orange cat whose name I can't recall. Who takes the best pictures. Yeah. Yes. Uh, there's a like a, a, a sponsors album, photo photo album, like with a Folgers graphics that they send us to use, and Denny's, and Dinner Fair, and Gallery Furniture, and you know, Wolfman and Donna memes, and things like that. Uh-huh. I had so many pictures of Tug, who's my best friend, that he got his own album that says Tug. Okay. Uh, a concerts photo album. And then there's an other. Mm. There's a photo album that I have created, and the, the title is Other. And what falls into there? You know, just miscellaneous. Like what? Um, Give us an example. You know, just pictures you just don't quite know how to categorize them. But you don't want to get rid of? No. Well, I have folders, too. Other. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. I didn't know so, you were doing this. Yeah, I have folders, too. So I have kids... I have items, that's you, and I have a lot of folders. I have me and you and I, actually I think I put it as me and him, or you and I, and then I have a folder, things I'd rather not see. Okay? okay I'll buy it's kind of like your other. Okay. It's just certain things that, like, if you need receipts, if you need... <laughs> receipts? Like, just for, like, for expense reports? Or? No, just like receipts on court. people. Okay. No, just people. Not court, necessarily, but just people. Things, was, I'm writing it down. What's the album title again? Uh, things I'd rather not see. Okay. Okay. Do you have examples? I don't. Yeah. No, kind of like you. I mean, just just some things. Don't think I want to get rid of them yet, but not sure where I am. Oh, I also have a memes. And then I have um, life lessons because a meme could be funny. It could be like, like it could be the woman with all the softball stuff on top of her car. And she's like, salt, travel softball. I'm all about that. Like I've got that one. But then I've got, <laughs> but then I've got the um, inspirational one that says, you know, he didn't know he was going to miss you until you left. You know what those are yeah, like, yeah. you know, be a butterfly and make yourself better mm -hmm. and all that kind of yeah. stuff. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? So I've got I got two folders running there. Okay. And then I've got um, family like my my family, like extended family, like with Nana and Al and, you know, Annette and okay. Ava and that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, let's see. I've got travel and I've got concerts. I'm working on a concert one. Mm -hmm. I've heard from so many people because I do like every now and then on, on the Cadillac Jack podcast Facebook page, I do like a picture dump mm -hmm. and to just select some from an album and throw them up there. And, and so many people have said to me, I've been meaning to do this forever. It I takes need to a long time. It, it, you have to commit to it. But I'm yeah. telling you, you do feel better. But maybe it. if you just do a, a few a day or whatever, because like it's a lot. Um, I find it so interesting for you because it's kind of like song lyrics. I used to, um, I would always show you pictures and I'm like, oh my gosh, look at this little picture of Charlotte. And she's like, I, you would always say this. I know I lived it. I was there. And now you're like, you're kind of getting into it. You're like very emotional. You're like, oh my God, look how little she was. And you know, pictures of my mom and dad have been especially, um, emotional to see 
because yeah. many of them I hadn't seen in, in, in a while. Again, this is fifteen, this fourteen thousand photographs. Um, I feel better knowing that I have found all the pics I can of of, of mom and dad, and you know, pictures with grandchildren, and uh, because while both of my parents are stable right now, um, as we've talked about on this podcast, their health is is it's declining. You know? Yeah, and so it's been tough to see some of those photographs for uh, for the first time. Yeah, in a while, you know. Yeah. And I wanted to make sure I had them all gathered together. No, I think it's smart. So that I can look at them now, but also have them when mom and dad pass on. Well, and you, I know that that moment is, is, is coming. You know what I think is interesting for our generation? Like, like when our parents, like when we went over and cleaned out my mom's house or you go to your mom's house, you know, one of the first things you do, like when you start dating someone, like when you were our age is you would go to their house and their parents would pull out like a book and you'd be like, Oh, this is what he looked like when he was in high school and this. And you're like, oh, look how cute he was and that kind of stuff. There were albums. There were actual photos. Now, I always joke with you, like, I'm going to give the kids, like, okay, here's the Shutterfly password. So each of you have it, you know? And it's all it's got all the years from, like, you know, whenever to whenever. I will say this. I'm going to give you a little public service announcement. I was at someone's house one time. I'm just going to tell you the story. And they had one of those Google Chrome, like, Google TV things, and it was Google Photos, and it was doing a slideshow. Uh, there was some stuff that came up and it was like, wait, what is that? And because they forgot that it was just like rotating through all of their, from all the photos. Yeah. But here was the crazy thing. Even the ones that they would put in their other photo album. Yeah. And it wasn't filthy stuff, but it was like set to music, like the little, um, I don't know, like, um, like one direction, like, oh, live your life, you know, like one of those things. And you're like, oh, this is great. Yeah. 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 And you're like watching it. And all of a sudden, like some woman popped up and everybody was like, who's that? And they were like, is that your sister? She's like, I don't have a sister. Like, oh God. So then like everybody's trying to figure out how to reverse it. She was trying to figure out how to reverse it. To find the thing. Well, and it's was still, a woman? I don't know, but it was still that song like, yay, okay, live your life. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm just telling you, you have to be really careful because if you shoot that up to your TV, you almost have to do another folder for like, you know. Photos that should not be in the rotation. Or just slight screen show. How about this? Other. How about everybody Other. just live their life on the up and up and then you don't have to worry okay. about what damn photos scroll up. Now that I'm thinking about it, shady. Bunch of shady people. You know what I mean? You shouldn't have to clean your camera roll to show your grandparents what your kids look like because Helen's going to pop up in the middle of it. It's ridiculous. Or a rooter or tutor. Ridiculous. As I sit here thinking about this. Check your settings. Check your settings. Always check your settings. So that does not happen. Check yourself. How about that? All right. Let's go ahead. This is ridiculous. I had a great mom-dad moment, but I'm not, I gonna, know, I'm, I just, I'm not going there now. Okay. Well, go ahead. Go no, back. No, no. Go ahead. Um, the letter returns to your inbox this Saturday at 910. Uh, the letter is an extension of this podcast, kind of like the Spotify Hypes on Playlist. And it's free to subscribe. And we do not sell your personal information to anybody right now. Uh, and it's five minute read max. So issue 77 will include pictures to complement the stories that you've heard this week. And I may even get crazy and throw in some of my favorite pics that I've unearthed during my iPhone picture purge, possibly from the other folder. I wouldn't do that. The other photo album. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. Uh, Donna's appy links to that alternative episode titles that didn't make the cut. And from the last episode, here's some that we, uh, that did not make the cut. Okay. Girl, remember what your knees are for. That's from Sugar Lamb. Right. Okay. But you were talking about that podcast. Right, right, right. Yes. The the, the girl does. It's nasty and filthy. Likeability trumps experience. Didn't make the cut, but pretty decent title there. 
Celebrate Wins, Learn from Losses, and Rooters and Tutors uh, was a potential alt-episode title last episode. And for some reason, no one wants to use Rooters and Tutors. <laughs> and so I'm going to keep including this alt-title until Rooters and Tutors is used as an episode title. Oh, I mean, I don't know if we should say this right now, but you know where Rooters and Tutors came, where that all came from? When you used to do commercials for one particular car dealership, and you would say from hood to hitch. Okay, right? Yes. And then somebody came up with this thing like you, <laughs> whatever, from your reader to your tutor. So <laughs> we don't, what, what, what is, what are those exactly? Your reader and your tutor. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> That's where it came from. Okay. How about, are we going to do this? Uh, we will. Text yes. left on red, left on red, no spaces. Red is the color R-E-D text left on red to the number 22828 to have the letter delivered to your inbox every Saturday morning at 910. One of the photos that oh. I that I, I found, and we're going to tell the story in the next episode, is a photograph of Donna and my ex-wife, Will's mother, Dawn. And you guys are enjoying like a 40-ounce uh, Budweiser somewhere. And mm. So we're going to get the backstory because I posted that one on uh, Instagram at ATL Cadillac Jack. And so many people reached out and were like, you got to share the story about this one. Do you know this? What is? Do you, do you, uh, don't, yes. don't share it now, but do you know the story? Yes, I know the story. What I'm fascinated by is I don't know where that Rolex is that I had on my hand that night, my arm that night. That's what I'm obsessing over. You think she took it? Probably. Yeah, probably. All right. Who's got the sauce? Who made the sauce? I made the sauce. Who got the sauce? I got the sauce. What's in the sauce? I, I, I got the sauce. We're in the conversation last episode. About who's got the sauce in the dinner fair commercial. You're Love like, it. I'm not familiar with that one. I know, and I'm but obsessed I know the with one it. about the crates. Let's go hurt ourselves and injure ourselves on crates. But these things get going. I'm obsessed with that one. And I told you the other day, I'm obsessed with that little baby that goes, what the hell? What the hell? For the second time only in the history of dinner affair, they're doing a dinner package overhaul. And Stephanie, I had a conversation with Stephanie Wright. She and her husband, Ken, own dinner affair. Uh, they're based here in Atlanta. They deliver to your doorstep wherever you live in Metro Atlanta, but they also ship nationwide. And they have been hearing feedback, and they enjoy getting feedback from the customers. And Donna, we've been customers for years at Dinner Fair. So they're going to make a slight change uh, because you have asked for it. You now will buy for your family of two, four, or six. Okay. In, in the past, the packaging for the dinners, it was kind of a, a wonky system, Donna. Uh, you were buying and paying for a two to three or a four to six when you, you maybe didn't need that three or that six. X, that six chicken breast or whatever the case may be. Yeah, so the way it works now is like say you wanted to order the chicken saltambica or saltambuca or like flatbread pizzas. Just say that's a good example, flatbread pizzas. So if you order for two, you're going to get two pizzas. Which makes perfect sense, right? It does. Well, what happened before was um, there was nothing wrong with the system. It's just there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of room in that. So say if you're ordering dinner for two or dinner for four, people would always say, what does that mean? Because like we've said before, our two could be, or our four could be way different from your four. When we, when our four included Will, we needed six more chicken breasts with it. So it, all they're doing is allowing you to order exactly the number of meals that you need. So if you, if your husband wants to take something for um, work the next day, then you're probably going to do the three. You want three chicken breasts, you know, or three flatbread pizzas. So it's just a little bit easier to plan. If you're someone who never eats leftovers and there's two of you and you need two of everything, you don't want to um, waste, they don't want to waste the food and you don't want to waste money on food that you're not going to be eating. So it's just a little bit of a simpler system. A bit more straightforward. Yeah. 
Feed two, three, or four adults, depending on the package. Dinneraffair.com, dinneraffair.com. Nothing else changes. You still get premium proteins. You get fresh ingredients. Everything is chopped and measured and bagged separately and then put in your Dinner Affair dinner meal package. Caddy 2021 is the promo code at dinneraffair.com. 30 bucks off your first order. Dinneraffair.com. We have a small ask of you because we have not gotten 500 reviews or likes or whatever it was since uh, the last episode. Yeah. Hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything coming up. Let's we're gonna we're gonna pause and let you do that now. I'm hungry. Have you had lunch? Mm-mm. Okay. We were just talking about this flatbread pizza. Oh, there you are. You're back. Uh, invite and encourage three people in your circle to enjoy the podcast. Listen to the end of each episode and show our sponsors some love. Gallery Furniture in Gainesville. Hashtag Ask for the Wolfman. Ask for Donna. Dinner Affair. Dinner dot The Denny's 55 plus menu. Visit Denny's.com and promotional consideration paid for by the following. The best part of waking up is pumpkin spice in your cup. Happy pumpkin spice season. Woo! Folgers coffee. Is that, is that a new endorser? They or? wanted to mix it up a little bit because the pumpkin spice craze is, is back out. All right. Okay. We love the sponsorship and we love when you uh, spend money and um, work and buy from our sponsors. Mm-hmm. Let's add two Donna to the hype song playlist. All right. So I am adding Jana Kramer. She got the boy. Why? I love that song. Now, I'm, I'm a, You know what? I'll be honest. That's another one that I can really, um, what is it? Harmonize with. No. Match. Match. I can vocal match with that one. Yeah. That's the song that kind of put Jana Kramer on the map. You know, she starred on One Tree Hill. Mm-hmm. And everybody was kind of like, who is this girl? Like, can she sing? She's an actress. And, um, she can sing. Um, and she, I just, that was a great song. And that kind of put her on the map. And you know who wrote that song? I, I, I you know, you're just not going to remember. Yeah. Jamie Lynn Spears. Brittany's sister. Brittany's younger sister yeah. wrote that song for her. Um, a little side piece thing going on with Jana right now. We've talked about her divorce and everything from Mike Kaysen. So, um, Jay Cutler, who we've also talked about on the podcast, who is the ex-quarterback for the Bears, Chicago Bears, who was married to Kristen Cavallari. Right. Kristen Cavallari, is supposedly dating Chase, Chase Rice. Rice. Guess who went on a date with Jana Kramer? Uh, the person who's out right now. Jay Cutler. Yes, him. Yes. Really? And uh, Kristen's not happy because Jana supposedly leaned on Kristen during her divorce and is now going out with her ex-husband. What a mess. Again, what a mess. Messy. It's just messy. People, y'all are grown people with kids. Figure this crap out, for God's sake. What a mess. Donna, life's messy. Everybody's life's messy. But not, here's my thing. You don't need to make your life messy. Life is messy enough. Like you don't need to get in there and get dirtier. Life's going to deal you some messy blows, but why you got to make it messier? All right, go ahead. What's your hype song? Courtesy of the red, white, and blue Toby Keith. All right. For the win. Yeah. Because you know why? His daddy served in in the the army. army. And he lost his right eye. Yes. I love that song. That song gets you, that song gets you fired up. Saturday the 20th, uh, moment in time since the 9-11 attacks. I love Toby Keith because he is like unapologetically. Ray Appen just appeared at the top of the stairs. <laughs> like Kramer. The like that was Kramer, like a yes. Kramer moment <laughs> from Seinfeld. <laughs> Papa Appen just appears. The door just flies open. He appears at the top of the stairs. I hope like no, there's not an emergency. Anyway, um, Toby Keith is unapologetically. Like, he's like, you know, kiss my ass, red, white, and blue. Like, he doesn't sugarcoat it. He is like, 
here's the way it's going to go down. We're going to fly the flag and you're going to kiss our ass. Yeah. Kanye. But Cadillac Jack, who was the, the little girl on the front before Kanye and his new song? Is Peppa the Pig that going was, to jail? That was Peppa the Pig. Peppa, Peppa Pig, not Peppa the Pig. Peppa, Peppa Pig, right? Pig. Peppa Pig has troll, been trolling Kanye West. This is best. This is rich right here. All right. So someone like Kanye drops a new album. There's going to be haters, right? But would you expect Peppa Pig? An animated pig who, who stars in a British children's TV show to troll Kanye? Peppa Pig did. Took to Twitter. Um, the tweet read like this. Peppa didn't need to host listening parties at Mercedes-Benz Stadium to get that .5. Donda had been given a, a score, an album review score of 6.0. Peppa's Adventures, the album, which dropped the same day as Kanye's project, Got a 6.5. Go, Peppa. Peppa outpaced Kanye on pitchfork.com. Never heard of him, but that's irrelevant. You never heard of Peppa? No, pitchfork.com. Oh. I guess it's like a music review site or something. I don't know. Peppa's kind of like the new um, Arthur or new, like P Peppa's all the rage for the kids. So I love that. I will tell you, I love that jail song. Oh, that's a good one. I mean. You listen to all last weekend traveling for Labor Day, right, PT? I did. We listened to it in the car on the way down to South Carolina. Um, it was fine. It was very strange. The The weirdest thing, and I actually was going to ask you about this because you're a music industry guy. He is featuring a ton of people on that album, but almost all of the songs don't say who they are. You know, usually it says, you know, jail featuring, featuring. Jay-Z or something like that. None of them says that. So, so... My wife and I are left guessing, like, well, this sounds like somebody we've yeah, heard who before, is that? but we don't know who that is. Isn't it DaBaby on jail? DaBaby. Is, yeah. is Jay-Z on one of them? Jay-Z's on jail, yeah. but yeah. He's, not, he's not listed on the track, I don't think. Huh. That's, that's very interesting. Very strange. Do you think it's like a Kanye thing where he's like, nobody's bigger than Kanye? Yes. Or do you think it's that's just like he time. wants to keep you guessing? Considering he used to go by Yeezus, yeah, I'd say that's, that's pretty true. likely. Yeah. Did you ever have any Yeezys? No, I did not. Oh. They're a little too expensive for my taste. Yes. ESPN College Game Day was in Charlotte last Saturday for the uh, Clemson-George game. Uh, Kane Brown, country star Kane Brown, was the celebrity picker. And he went with Georgia. Lee Corso had you believing during game day that he was going with Clemson. But then he pulled something out from behind the anchor desk. Clemson has won six straight ACC games. Clemson has won four of them right here in Charlotte. Mm -hmm. Clemson has been in six straight playoffs. How about it? Mm. Having said all those things, you can see my pick is easy. Clemson. But hang on, there's more. Not so fast, my friends. It's the year of the dog. The year of the dog. The year of the dog, the Corso says, and he pulls out. The Georgia Bulldog mascot head from underneath the, the 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 anchor desk there on the set of ESPN Game Day in Charlotte at Bank of America Stadium. I was so excited. I was watching it live. I was just like, oh, my God. 
it was like, again, similar to what we're talking about a couple of weeks ago with going to see Hamilton on Broadway. I felt the same way about SEC football this weekend. I just got chills, you know, when they were all in the tunnel. And I told you when Kirby was doing his speech, I'm like, listen, at that moment, I could have gone out and flipped some damn cars. Like he had me so riled up. I was like, I'm with you, Kirby. I'm one team. I'm one nation. I'm bulldog nation. I can do Under it. God. Like whatever I need to do, I'm there for you. Like, I'm just telling you, like, it, it gets so riled up. They get you so riled up. These hype videos are everything. I think it's so interesting that these hype videos that the colleges used to do are now trending down for high schools. Super cool hype videos that, and you know, I think what, what's so cool about it is I was talking to one of the kids that works in my store that um, is a big football player. And he said that the tech group and the theater group helps them with the hype videos. And I kind of love that because it's like, it's very inclusive. And, you know, I think... I think in high school sometimes and in sports, there are kids who don't go to football games because they're just not into that thing. But I think I, I just think it's so cool. And they were saying like these kids that and, and he was saying this, that work in the drama department and stuff have just like amplified everything. And they helped him come up with some of like, you know, the banners and the smoke and the stuff that comes out. And I think it's great. And let me just say this to the tech fans out there, the two of you. Um, here's the thing. Wow. The the. They may not have won, but they won the game with like the, they brought it with the pyrotechnics. Like in the past, Tech's always kind of been sleepy and they had that little rambling wreck car, right, car that would yeah. come out. They have like fire and smoke guns and cannons. And I mean, here again, it was just so exciting. And that's just, that's half the battle. Just getting everybody all riled up. It was either Virginia or Virginia Tech. At their game last weekend, they opened with, I think it was Thunderstruck from ACDC. Oh yeah. It registered. On the seismographic thing of a jiggy, as an earthquake, because the crowd was so because loud. Because the crowd and the music, the crowd and 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 the music was so loud. I just don't think you ever take those moments for granted again. You know, if you ever stood in a stadium or at a concert, jaded and like, eh, I'd kind of rather be home right now. That's not that moment in time right now. People are just so excited to be out gathering. You know, you're just hugging strangers, neighbors after you find out they're vaccinated. You know what I mean? But like, you're just like, oh my gosh, are you vaccinated? Let's hug. You know. Get so excited. <laughs> Following Georgia's win over Clemson, the Bulldogs move on to UAB, uh, week two opponent this Saturday. Sanford Stadium in Athens, a full capacity crowd for the first time since the 2019 season. Unbelievable. And, uh, you know, we learned from uh, President Moorhead two weeks ago that uh, no masks or social distancing requirements at the capacity stadium, nor will anyone be asking for proof of vaccination and tailgating is not only being uh, permitted, it's being encouraged. I love it. Go Bulldogs. Yeah. With a 42.1% of um, COVID vaccinations, fully vaccinated residents, Georgia uh, has that 42.1%. Alabama and Mississippi, the only SEC states with a lower rate. What does that say about us here in the South? I don't know. And Kirby says, it's, uh, the, listen, they're not, they're not healthy. The, the Bulldogs, they, they have the, no, the, I mean, the most the team, team members the right team now doctor, yeah, The team doctor. That they've COVID. ever had since the pandemic. That, what does that say when the team doctor has it? Yeah. Go Bulldogs. Ask for Donna. Ask for the Wolfman. Gallery Furniture, 1600 Browns Bridge Road, Gainesville. It doesn't matter what you are looking for. Living room sets, sofas, sectionals, love seat recliners, 16,000 square foot warehouse and showroom. They're in Gainesville. And uh, follow Gallery Furniture on Instagram. I bet Donna posts four or five different photographs every day of, of something that just came in. They just got off the truck or that's got a deep discount on it for whatever reason. They got to move it out to make room for new stuff coming in. 
uh, Gallery Furniture on the IG. Check them out. Yeah, it gives you some great ideas. Here's the thing, too. It is getting into that season where it's going to be cold. You're going to be spending a lot of time indoors. You know, nobody wants to have two people in one room watching a game, two people in another. You know, you're bringing in some rogue chairs from your dining room and the person that's sitting on that one, like, you know, that hard squeaky chair where you're like, you're trying to get your wife's attention. You're like, Helen, let's go home. This is just not working for me, this chair I'm sitting on. So get a huge sectional so everybody can like sit around the TV. You know, they've got sectionals now that have power, you know, ones you lift your feet up on. They've got cup holders built in In insulated cup holders seriously some of them have trays because that's a pain have you ever been watching something and you drink something and you're like i go back to the refrigerator back to the refrigerator so you can like put a little cooler in your recliner you don't have to get up all day sit there for not just all day donna but days days weeks potentially weeks on end so the amount of use that you're going to get out of that and all kidding aside um, I do think that there is something about um, college football season and, and all of that that kind of brings your family together. And so um, if you have a sectional where you can kind of all, you know, get together, watch movies and do that Jump thing, it's just a great family time. So um, go up there and see her. They're kind of the um, they're kind of the kings and queens of the um, recliners and the sectionals and the love seats. They have all of those. Um, and don't think that price is going to be a problem. I know sometimes people think, gosh, sectionals are so expensive. Go up there and give her a shot. You may be able to get a sectional for what you'd be buying just a regular couch for at another place. 1600 Brownsbridge Road, Gainesville. Ask for the Wolfman. Ask for Donna at Gallery Furniture. Pod peeps for this episode of Cadillac Jack, My Second Act. Include Carrie Walker. Carrie Walker, uh, first of all, served in the United States Marine Corps. Thank you, Carrie, for your service. He reached out to me on Instagram, Donna, because he wanted to share a second act story about his wife, Linda. I love second act stories. We talk often on this podcast about second acts because for me, after 25 plus years in terrestrial radio here in Atlanta at the same radio station, podcast, that was my first act. Podcasting became my second act, and that's where the title Cadillac Check My Second Act comes from. Linda learned to play the bass guitar at age 68. A year later, she starts an all-female band called the Vintage Vixens Band, and they just did two nights with Mother's Finest at the City City Winery in Atlanta. I mean, let's just start there. Let's start there, seriously. Like, she's 68 years old, learned to play bass guitar, which is not easy to learn, and she played with Mother's Finest. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, I mean, like, y'all probably don't remember them. But, oh, my gosh, they are so good. So good. So we salute you. Linda Walker, and your second act with the Vintage Vixens Band. She's a badass. How about that? That's awesome. Uh, from Hiram, a uh, pod peep this episode, Christy Deanne. I'm sorry, I didn't quite get that. What is your final destination? Your face! Because when I find it, I'm going to bash it in. I think you said Miami. That was a comedy clip that you heard last episode when we were doing vacation and traveling clips for Labor Day. And Christy Deanne reached out on the Cadillac Jack Facebook, uh, Cadillac Jack podcast Facebook page. The comedy sketch on automated travel at the end of the last podcast, who is the comedian? And I was happy to do some research for Christy. And it was uh, a, a, a guy who won last comic standing, I think it was season seven. And his name is Jim David. I have a pod peep. The comedy of Jim David. Yes, Tom. So someone reached out to me about Labor Day, um, a female, and said that um, the best way for women to spend, even though Labor Day is over, think about this for next year, to spend Labor Day is to lay in your bed away from your children for the amount of time that you labored each of them. And if they come in and bother you, tell them their birth story. And they'll like run out of the room. And you'll get like however many hours you need 
Like with no one bothering you. Because nobody wants that story. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. Audio for this episode of the My Second Act podcast from London's Entertainment, Good Music, and the Universal Music Group, ESPN's College Game Day, TikTok content creator Lauren Michelle, and EMI Records Nashville. Our thanks to executive producer Carl Appen. This episode of the My Second Act podcast, produced by Preston Thompson, PT, host of the Georgia Politics podcast and the Drafted podcast. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, My Second Act, part of the Appen Podcast Network. Oh, 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 o